Hey guys, and welcome to another huge, huge episode of Triggered. We're going to have some fun with this one. I spoke about it last week after the Vivek uh, podcast, and I, I basically did like two hours just taking your guys' questions, and it was sort of interesting, but that so much happened during the week. I had a limited amount of time. I really wanted to get into the news of the day, because since Iowa, I mean, a lot of has happened. The world is going absolutely insane, both politically and everything else. So this is literally going to be just an hour of news of the day, my takes on all the big stories that we've seen going out throughout last week and everything like that. We'll have some fun with it. Uh, I, I just, I was like, we got to just do that episode because it, it, man, there's just, there's a lot. So before we get going on all the other stuff, I got to remind everyone tomorrow is the New Hampshire primary. This is a big one. This is probably the last stand of Nikki Haley, who is basically Hillary Clinton dressed up as a conservative for Halloween, right? She is counting on Democrats and liberals to help her do well. If she does well, they use that to raise another billion dollars to fight against my father and others. We cannot let the liberals decide who the next Republican nominee is. They would gladly have her. We wouldn't. I'll talk more about Nikki in a moment, but guys, first I want to stress how important it is for everyone, everyone in New Hampshire, to turn out and vote tomorrow, okay? They want you to stay at home. They want you to be complacent. They are counting on apathy because of the blowout in Iowa. They think, ah, you got it in the bag. Let's just end this primary fast and aggressively. Turn out and vote. The entire country, and honestly, at this point, in fact, the entire world, which is falling apart, which is under siege, they are all counting on you. You can help end this thing fast. So just like we did in Iowa, Let's send a message in New Hampshire. And tonight, we're doing a deep dive into all of the big news. So, so buckle up because there's a lot to cover. And uh, you know me, we're going to have some fun with this one. Um, it, it, it's amazing. I mean, it, there's just a lot from the E. Jean Carroll craziness of New York, but just another example of the weaponized systems against us to what's going on abroad, to what's going on within American politics, to the insanity of today's Democrat Party and their plans if they can keep power. You got to see the Wall Street Journal editorial board op-ed that launched, you know, the other day. Like, I mean, they're, they're saying it. The Democrats are saying exactly what they plan to do under the guise of democracy. But as always, whenever they're talking about preserving democracy, minor details, we're a constitutional republic. And secondly, it's never really about democracy. It's about solidifying power, one-party power that they and their elites control. So guys, make sure you guys are liking, that you guys are sh sharing, that you are subscribing, that you download the Rumble app. Again, I'm only on usually uh, Mondays and Thursdays, so it's not just a part of your schedule. You know, Make sure you put on notifications so you can see when this is going on. But again, share it with your friends so they can see what's happening. Also share it when we put it up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts after they air here on Rumble. We'll put it up there so if you get your podcast that way, we can help get the message out. Again, share those things. Send that to your friends. It's important. We're all in this together. It's because of you guys, literally, uh, that I'm able to do this show. 
Uh, but again, it's not part of my day job. I'm only on two days a week. So again, it doesn't become a natural thing. We're going to turn into, you know, tune into Don at six because that's Mondays and Thursdays, but not the rest of the time. Maybe we got to change that someday. But remember, not my day job. I do this for fun. I do this because I believe in it. I do this because frankly, I didn't need the headache, but, but I want to leave my children a country that they actually recognize. And I think you guys all do too. So make sure you get it out there. You guys make it possible to get that word out. And also, honestly, our incredible sponsors. Make sure to check out the great team over at My Patriot Supply. We talk about it over and over again. We need to be prepared for a time of crisis because honestly, we're on the brink every day because of this administration, because of the world, and it's only getting worse. So that includes, guys, those crises include you and your family's food security. My Patriot Supply is the country's largest emergency preparedness company. They make sure you're eating right in a time of crisis. These delicious meals last up to 25 years, okay? Uh, if you're watching the way things are going, you may need this thing in, in 25 weeks, maybe even 25 hours, but 25 years is a long time, and they provide you 2,000 calories daily. And when you visit preparewithdonjr.com, that's P-R-E-P-A-R-E with donjr.com, you'll get $60 off their four-week emergency food kit. And this low price, you can get one for everyone in your family. It makes sense. Visit preparewithdonjr.com, P-R-E-P-A-R-E with donjr.com. If you order by 3 p.m. on any given day, you'll get same-day shipping so you can start taking those steps. Get there before chaos gets worse. Prepare with DonJr.com. While you're out there, guys, we vote with our wallets here too. It's not just about voting for a president or a congressman or whatever it is. We vote by supporting companies who share our beliefs. And Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Remember AT&T when their parent company tried to throw Newsmax and OAN off of cable? In many cases, actually succeeded in doing those things. I have a feeling you don't want to keep giving them your hard-earned money. We got to actually support the companies who support us. And I have a feeling if you're listening or watching a podcast, you probably also have a cell phone. So have your cell phone with Patriot Mobile where you're putting America first with every call while getting the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. You can keep your phone, your existing phone. You keep it. You can keep your number, your existing number. You can keep it. So the transition is fast, free, and easy. There's, almost, there's literally no reason to not do that at this point. I mean, unless you want to keep feeding and, and paying the woke mind virus of corporate America. Patriot Mobile provides you dependable wireless service at an affordable price, putting your dollars into action and supporting freedom-loving values. They donate literally a portion of every dollar to support groups that fight for the First Amendment, the right to keep and bear arms, the sanctity of life, and protecting our brave police and first responders. They have literally fought and won, right? And not just sending some money, but actually won school board battles so your children aren't being indoctrinated. Again, you can give your hard-earned dollars to Woke Telecom or for free, fast activation, you go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered, like the show. patriotmobile.com slash triggered. No-brainer, folks. You keep your number, you keep your phone, you stop 
supporting the woke mind virus that has taken over corporate America. You, you have your phone with a company that actually supports your values. We need to vote with our dollars. If we take our dollars from the woke lunatics, we can actually start winning some of these battles. It's not just winning it by winning elections. We needed both, and the money's a big one. So patriotmobile.com slash triggered, like the name of the show, fast, free activation, and we can do some good supporting the causes that we believe in. So with that, folks, let's get into some of the top stories on the issues that matter most. Uh, like I said, I didn't get to cover it uh, as much uh, on Thursday. I had Vivek on. We had a short amount of time. I couldn't get the, the rest of the stuff together. I'm on the road virtually nonstop. So this is like a week's worth of sort of stuff, but you, you got to see it. Uh, I think you'll probably appreciate my take on it. But, uh, you know, my father had a massive, massive Iowa victory uh, that has the world's billionaires facing reality. Investor Bill Ackman said that Biden is going to get crushed in the November election. And J.P. Morgan's own Jamie Dimon is saying that my father was right about NATO, about immigration, about all sorts of policies. I, this is, By the way, so we are clear, Jamie Dimon is someone that the Democrats wanted to put up to take over for Joe Biden to run against my father. And at the World Economic Forum in Davos, you know where all the billionaires say, uh, you should travel by bicycle while we travel by Gulfstream, private planes, their carbon footprint is more in two or three hours than yours will be in a lifetime, but they are gathered there. And Jamie Dimon actually said this, much to the chagrin of the people listening on MSDNC. Watch for yourselves. Just take a step back, be honest. He was kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm -hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade, China ta virus. Tax reform worked. Mm -hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't, th I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when he, yeah. he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. It's, I, I agree. It's done and, I mean, you know, it's, the it's, Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not, hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? I mean, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this, this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. I mean, think about that. Diamond is clearly saying this, A, because maybe, maybe it's a moment, a rare moment of intellectual honesty from the left, or maybe he's saying it because he knows my father will be the next president and is going to have oversight over at least components of the banking systems and other things. Others at Davos, though, are not, shockingly, they are not, handling it so well. BlackRock's vice chairman, BlackRock, you know, the company that's buying up all the apartments to make sure you never own your own housing so they can eventually jack up rents and eliminate the notion of real estate ownership in America. That's seemingly the goal. Not exactly good people. These are the people pushing ESG and funding it. As Vivek, we discussed this on Thursday with Vivek, these are the guys that maybe manage your 401k. And while you think maybe people are managing your 401k with 
with your expectations and your ideals? They're not. They're managing it. It's your money, but they are voting it their way. They are voting their shares, not the way you'd want to vote them, but the way they'd want to vote them. Pushing ESG, pushing all sorts of nonsense that is, let's just say, not going to be awesome for your retirement. So their vice chairman said, and I quote, that Trump winning is a threat it's something that worries people. Yeah, because it was so bad under Trump. It was, a, it was a disaster under Trump, right? You had like a incredible economy. You had low interest rates. You had low inflation. You had no wars. You're signing peace deals in the Middle East. You had North Korea and Russia in check. Yeah, no, it's a real threat. Yeah, I guess it's a threat to the war machine. Uh, it's a threat to the people funding those things. It's a threat to these elites because you're actually putting, you know, the people they consider peasants in a position of power and actually doing what's good for them, not good what, what's good for these billionaires' portfolios. Yeah, you know, that's a real threat. Think of how insane this is. Joe Biden's going to be their choice. That, the policies of the last three years, they want to continue to perpetuate the chaos caused by Joe Biden, caused by the Democrat Party, caused by liberals. Are you insane? The Davos elite are afraid because they know my father will do what he promised. That's different than everyone else. That's different than the people they control in politics. They're not scared he'll fail. They're terrified that he's going to actually succeed. There will no longer be a free ride for the military-industrial complex. You know, the guys that will send your children off to die in a far-off land so that they can land a board seat at Raytheon. Yeah, they're really threatened. The people who, to land that same board seat to make a couple hundred grand as a retirement package won't mortgage our lives to the hilt. You know, what's another $150 billion for Ukraine? Who cares? I'll, I'll make a hundred grand on that one. It doesn't matter if it bankrupts our country. It doesn't matter if it puts our children and grandchildren into perpetual debt that they can't surmount. BlackRock's vice chairman. Ah, don't worry, we'll own all the real estate. We'll rent it to you cheap. For now. For now. They're not even hiding it anymore, folks. They're saying the quiet parts out loud. That's what's behind the last-minute support Democrat donors have pushed to make Nikki Haley a thing. It's a win-win for Democrats. She's easier for Biden to beat. And if she does by chance actually win, well, there's still a Democrat in the White House, Nikki Haley, right? She's Hillary Clinton. Haley has the same views on immigration and war as Joe Biden. I mean, think about these things. Immigration and war. She'd love to be in all of them, and she'd love to have an open borders. To call illegal immigrants, that's a terrible thing. No, 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 I'll put them on a program forever. They'll vote for Democrats forever. You, as an American taxpayer, will have the privilege of paying for them. Not just your kids and their education and their schooling and everything else and the roads and your medical. You get to pay for millions of illegals who likely, in all likelihood, will probably never contribute all that much to the system. Sure, there'll be a couple outliers, but trust me. Joe Biden and the Democrats and ultimately Nikki Haley's immigration plans makes it really hard for the people who will actually create jobs because they know they're not likely Democrat voters. They just want those who can be permanent dependents. And who loves Nikki Haley more than anyone? You guessed it, folks. Mr. Rhino himself. Fox News board member, the guy that 
cost us the wall because he's a fake Republican that didn't give it to us, Mr. Paul Ryan. Watch for yourselves. Look, it, a lot's going to happen between now and November. Nothing's linear in politics these days. There's a zigzag, so who knows is the point. Biden is so weak that even Donald Trump pulls up ahead of him. But look at Nikki Haley's polling. I mean, she beats him by like 12 points in head-to-head polls. So right. I would prefer a, a candidate who I think would be a good president and who I know is going to win. And by the way, give us more seats in Congress. That's Nikki Haley. Well, the, it, so it, obviously, I, my preferences aren't, aren't, aren't bubbling through the Republican Party right now. But let's just wait and see what happens in New Hampshire and see if this inevitability narrative which has credence now coming out of Iowa, if it, if it sticks past New Hampshire. And if Nikki Haley wins New Hampshire, then I think we got a race in our hands. So I want to wait and see what happens there. Well, you made- That's the guy, by the way, that's the guy that cost us the wall because he would rather be loved in D.C. than save our republic. But my father did get a big endorsement this week from South Carolina's own Tim Scott. He got it over the weekend in yet another blow to Nikki Haley and to the rhinos. And guys, meanwhile, there's a lot going on at Davos, including some truly weirdo shit. Check out this ritual where a woman coughed into people's faces. I'm serious. This is not a joke. This is what they're doing. The people who would perpetually have you in masks now feel that coughing into people's faces is the appropriate thing. The people that forced you to do those things are now getting coughed on. You cannot make it up. But there's video evidence. It's hard to believe that the people in Davos would actually put this stuff out there because they're only solidifying what we all know, that they are fucking insane. Okay, weird. <laughs> That's weird stuff. Now, one bright spot at Davos was Argentina's president, Javier Mille, who explained that the people at Davos are destroying their countries. Here's an AI translation. Uh, it's a portion of his speech where he's saying it to their faces, but it's worth the watch. Today, I am present to inform you that the Western world is facing a significant threat. It is in danger because those who are supposed to defend the values of the Western world are co-opted by a worldview that inevitably leads to socialism and consequently to poverty and economic deprivation. Now, guys, that led that led to a pretty epic meme posted by Elon. Elon Musk. I reposted it and put it on Instagram. It was, well, we'll put it up here in the corner for you to see. It's sort of self-explanatory. He goes, you know, that's hot. But when I took that meme that was posted by Elon, that was reposted with a ha-ha-ha-ha by Javier Millet, the president of Argentina himself, as a joke because everyone understands exactly what it means, I put it on Instagram, and within minutes, I got flagged. And Instagram told me to take the post down or my reach would be limited. I mean, 
Just to give you an idea what we're still up against and what will only get worse in terms of censorship in the coming months leading up to this election, this is what they will do on these big tech platforms. Someone who had the balls to stand up to the World Economic Forum, like my father did when he was president and he spoke there, to call their BS out to their faces, to tell them the truth, speaking truth to power, and I mean real power, that's a threat to big tech. There's nothing inappropriate that, about that meme, okay? The stuff that gets thrown at me and my algorithm on Instagram on a daily basis is, let's just call it, significantly worse than that, okay? Significantly worse than that. But they're going to make sure you never see this stuff. It's, again, why it's so important. And it's why I ask you, honestly, it's why I ask every time when we open up the show to pass this stuff along to make sure that people see it. Okay, you can't just watch it, like it, share, subscribe, text it to your friends, push it out there, because we are going to be working against some of the largest corporations ever, some of the most powerful entities in the world. And it's clear they are going to try to censor the truth. They will suppress our side. They will artificially boost the other side. If the other side says insane stuff like they do every day, they will make sure you never see that. And if there's something ever even remotely wrong with anyone on our side, boop, 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 they're going to make sure everyone in the world knows it. So make sure you're watching this, okay? But guys, the fact is this, the world could use more truth tellers like Millet and also guys like this. We talk and we joke on the show a lot about having a list of people. Uh, who would we put just to, to, to blow shit up committee? Um, guys like UFC champion Sean Strickland may be in the running for press secretary. I, this is stuff that's important. Strickland went viral last week for rejecting, you know, the leading questions. They try to guilt you into saying something. They, oh my God, everything's against the LBGT community. God forbid you have an opinion that's different. And Strickland went viral for rejecting the absolutely insane, leading, bait, trap-type ridiculous questions he faced from the Canadian press. Why exactly are journalists asking cage fighters about trans rights. I mean, think about that one for yourself. You know what? Ask them about fights. But even the fighting press, they seem to be kind of soy boy type people asking these kinds of ridiculous things. But watch how Strickland handled it. Ten years ago, to be trans was a, what, a mental fucking illness. And now all of a sudden, people like you have fucking weaseled your way in the world. You are, you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. And the best thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit you're fucking peddling. The world is not saying, you know what? You're right. Fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying that. The world's saying, no, there are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, who they could fuck in school. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, their sexual preference. Like, dude, this guy is a fucking enemy. Uh, you want to look at the fucking enemy to our world? It's that motherfucker right there asking these stupid fucking questions. Honestly, guys, if more men answered questions like that, showed the courage that he had in just saying, you know what? F you. 
the world would be a better place overnight. The other people who have said that, guys like Elon, guys like Trump, guys like Dana White, have become the enemy of these people. So, but if everyone does it, guys, if everyone does it, we can actually win and they'll stop doing these things because that's the point, right? They ask these questions to try to do some sort of gotcha nonsense and everyone all of a sudden assumes that it's magically actually accurate as opposed to bullshit. And unfortunately, most peoples are cowards, like so many DC Republicans. But we don't have to play these games. We can actually control the narrative. Instead, we roll over and the narrative that is totally made up, totally bullshit, totally contrived to get to their political point becomes the gospel. It's almost like it becomes true because we answer things in a way rather than calling out the bullshit. It's time to go on the offense instead of always playing defense. And meanwhile, guys, the DOJ last week, shockingly, I'm shocked to hear this. Who knew? Who knew? They finally admitted that the Hunter Biden laptop, a.k.a. the laptop from hell, is real. It only took them four years, folks. We all knew it was true. But in a court filing, the Justice Department acknowledged that the data from the laptop is, in fact, authentic. Joe Biden and the media have been lying about this for years. Here's Joe Biden's reaction right before the 2020 election, saying the laptop is Russian disinformation. What about the Americans who really today only want me to ask you about Hunter Biden's laptop? How are you going to get them to see that you are fighting for them when they're so By dead the way, set against you? It's, it's, there's nothing to any of that. Nothing to any of that. It's all a smear. Every major outfit, every serious investigator has pointed out that this is a smear. This is classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden, there's a laptop. And you may, you may recall, there's also talk about four months before, there was a similar thing that somebody had, allegedly. There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community that the Russians are engaged. I mean, look, this is my son's an honorable man. And remember the FBI? Guys, remember that one as it related to the laptop? They had the laptop. They were sitting on it for ages and they knew it was authentic nearly a year before the 2020 election. That's a story you won't hear in the media. They don't cover that. They never wanted the story to come out. It was always real. They lied to you. The 51 intelligence officers that literally told you it was Russian disinformation knowingly lied about it because they wanted to install a puppet, a delinquent, mentally challenged at this point, okay, delusional idiot into the White House, okay, a dementia-riddled person into the White House as leader of the free world, someone who controlled the nuclear suitcase. That's who they wanted in there because they could continue their oppression of you, Okay. They could continue to destroy the republic and entrench themselves further for power and for money. The Hunter Lampstop story was censored under the old Twitter regime. If you talked about it, you'd get banned or shadow banned or cut off entirely. It wasn't censored because they thought it was false. 
It was censored because they knew it was real. They knew it was true. And they knew that it would be very bad for Joe Biden. I think I've seen polls somewhere like 17% of all people said that if they'd have known about it, they would have never voted for Joe Biden because you can't have someone that's that corrupted leading the free world. Someone who's strangely on the payroll despite being incompetent of the CCP, right? The Chinese Communist Party. They don't just invest with crackheads like they did Hunter Biden, and neither would Burisma. They would never have someone on the board of an energy company that knew nothing about energy or didn't speak the language or the nuance of those businesses. They wouldn't do that unless they were buying political influence, which of course they were. And it took almost four years, four years for the DOJ to admit the laptop's data was real. How much longer will it take them to admit the evidence of corruption on the laptop is real as well? Something tells me a very, very long time. They'll probably never admit it because that's the world in which we function. Even when they're wrong, even when you show the depravity, even when, doesn't matter guys, they get the win in real time and then when it comes out, ah, you know, there's no real consequence. There's no penalty for that. Those 51 intelligence agencies, agents, they have not lost their security clearance so that they can go on CNN and peddle more bullshit, pushing the narrative of the deep state rather than the truth. Nothing happens, but they get what they want in real time and they've weaponized that against the American people and the Republic as a whole. And when Hunter finally sits for his deposition at the end of February in front of House investigators, he better get grilled on all of this. Though, they'll probably drag it out a little bit longer and figure out how to get it past the election, and then they see what happens, and no one will ever find out. We know, we've seen this story before. It's sort of what they want, though. They want us to be dejected. That's why we have to stay vigilant. It's why we have to have the resolve. It's why we cannot give up. He needs to finally face some tough questions about his laptop and his father's involvement in all of the foreign corruption. With Russia, 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 a legitimately entirely made-up story, I sat for 50 hours in five committees. You know, it's Hunter's turn. By the Don Jr. standard, Hunter should be in Gitmo right now, but, you know, that's never going to probably happen. His father will pardon him. They'll figure out how to do it after the election so it doesn't actually influence the election. They'll drag everything out and delay everything as long as possible. So even if we ever do get any answers, it won't have mattered because there'll still be ambiguity. No, no, it's, it, you know, it's fine. Don Jr. was guilty before he ever went in to testify. Hunter Biden is innocent forever. Until, you know, remember, where, where's the receipts? Where's the, like, are the, here's the receipts. Here's the actual bank wiring accounts. Uh, but that doesn't matter. Joe Biden never met with any of these people except for these photos and emails and 85,000 close to anonymous emails. Like, I don't know that I've ever sent 85,000 emails in my life while Vice President Joe Biden sent that many as an alias in all of these business dealings from an alias account. Think about how insane that is. Think of what would be the reaction if it was Trump doing that. I have a feeling there would be problems with that, folks. But hey, we don't live in a country where there is equal justice under the law. And while Nikki Haley is really the left's backup option right now, the real weapon of choice is abusing our court systems, folks. For example, 
We just learned more about the judge in the E. Jean Carroll case. You know, the judge, well, Donald Trump sexually attacked me 30 years ago. We can't remember the year, minor details, it doesn't matter. It's just, we'll do this. We'll announce it right after a cocktail party uh, with a bunch of Democrat donors, and then magically it becomes a court case because in a kangaroo place like New York where everyone's a Democrat, you can do this. The judge screened jurors who believe the 2020 election was stolen. It's supposed to be a jury of our peers. At least that's what we're told, right? But we got to make sure you're not a conservative or you're not a Republican because, you know, that doesn't matter. Let's find rabid liberals to make sure that's the jury of your peers when, in fact, they're not a jury of your peers. If you ever posted on Truth Social or Rumble or Rumble right here, you were precluded from sitting on that jury. Again, I thought juries were supposed to be made up of a broad swath of the people, right? No, 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 we can't have that. We need rabid liberals. We can't have a Republican or a conservative as if it wasn't stacked enough in New York. In other words, folks, no potential Trump supporters or common sense Americans could possibly be allowed on the jury. That shouldn't surprise anyone based on what we're seeing these days, but it should scare the hell out of you because if you think Trump's the only person they're going to do this to, you are wrong. This will become the norm. This will be the standard operating procedure to take out anyone that doesn't fall in line, anyone who questions their insanity. They need to work hard to rig the jury because it's a bullshit case. Just look at this woman. You think she's credible, folks? Listen here. Uh, here's her calling on CNN, rape sexy. I don't know about you, folks. Doesn't seem like something that's sexy to me, but in her own words. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which The word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. But I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not I think most people rape. think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> well, and guys, if you need any more evidence than that, of course, the judge won't allow us to play that for the jury. That would be prejudicial. Her apparent insanity would be prejudicial. Her calling rape sexy. By the way, hey, don't believe me? Yeah, it probably would be prejudicial. Even Anderson Cooper's like, oh, dude, uh, we got to go to commercial break. We're going to give you a chance to change your story like she does. We'll talk about that shortly like she does throughout this whole process. Anderson Cooper's there was like, this is going to be a great slam dunk. We can own Trump. Then he hears her speak and he's like, uh, get me the hell out of here. This woman is nuts. There's literally no other interpretation of Anderson Cooper's own response to this one. But again, the judge won't let the jury see it. So she's very credible. And if you need more evidence, folks, just in case, because again, you know, everyone can have a bad quote or two here and there. Here she is at her at her mouse house in the middle of a forest with magic rocks. Magic rocks, folks, at her mouse house. You can't make this stuff up. Take a look for yourself. Just because 
Some very distinguished uh, mice live here. Uh, Kahneman lives in the kitchen. Taberski lives in the bedroom. This is my shed. And on that side are the books that most influenced me growing up. On the door are the list of my dogs. Marky, Fortuna de la Spunky, Heidi, Tits, Bloody, and Hepburn. The streams and the rivers were dry. And I, it so horrified me that I came out and started painting the rocks blue to indicate that there was once a river here. And then after I got done painting the rocks, I just sort of walked over here and then did that tree and then did that tree and then I did this tree. And then pretty soon I'd done this whole forest. Yeah, no, I'm sure this one's credible. This is the best they got, which is of course why you have someone that had to say something from 30 years ago happened. I don't know. Doesn't seem legit to me. But again, in New York, with a biased judge, with a jury that's essentially hand-picked by Democrat mega-donors, where her legal team is literally funded by billionaire mega-donors, some of the same people who are now funding, they funded Biden, they funded Obama, and are now funding Nikki Haley, just so we're clear. They were funding her legal battles to make sure that she does this just, hey, maybe two examples isn't enough. So here are some other, I'd say highlights, but really they're lowlights uh, from this incredibly deranged lunatic. Check this one out for yourselves. Charge against Donald no. Trump for this? Why not? I would find it disrespectful to the women who are down on the border who are being raped around the clock down there. But for the women down there and for the women, actually, around the world. And it was all fairly playful. Um, oh, it was charming. It was yes. exciting. Remember what Donald Trump was like in 95, 96. On the counter were these fancy lingerie boxes that they used to have back in the 90s. Yeah. You wore lingerie in the 90s, I'll bet, Joy. Well, he didn't suggest it, he shouted it. He shouted Lingerie. Lingerie. He may have shouted underwear. Yeah. I, you okay. Know, okay. Were you scared? Were you no, angry? No, you... I was too panicked to be scared. Too panicked to be scared, okay. Totally, and I put my life on the line. Do you think that you're going, well, hold on a second. What do you mean you put your life on the line? Well, people have told me I have to be careful. You've gotten death threats. I am not looking at death threats. I have the idea that I'm gonna make him put it on over his pants. That was my idea. Mm -hmm. You see how funny that would be to make him put yes. that on? Yeah. I guess my question is, is could there be any DNA on there? I have no there? idea. I do not know if the president ejaculated. I have no idea. Lawrence, I wish I had said, I wish I had said, I'll tell you my age if you show me your tax returns. <laughs> yeah, it would have been, would have been helpful uh, now. Well, so I'm holding my handbag like the. The only reason I know I'm holding my handbag is because I discovered it in my hand when I got to the street. The statement that he said, which he's just made, which is, she's not my type number one. That was the number one thing. I love that I'm not his type. I'm an archer. I have bows and arrows, you know. I, yeah, fine. I think there's just two, never mind, never mind. I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around. Okay. If the, you need more, 
well, I'm here. We're having fun. So my father posted this in truth. This is from Vanity Fair asked her, you also confessed to sexually harassing Roger Ailes while you had a show on his cable channel, America's Talking. He's on your list now of hideous men, but he was once a friend. That's the question. E. Jean Carroll. Oh, I did it every day I had a chance. I called him the pearl of his sex. I don't know what that means, but right on the air. I'd roll up my trouser legs. I would wait for the camera to come over, and then I would slowly pull up the right and then the left trouser leg. It would say Roger Ailes. I guess she had written perhaps in there. I mean, I mean, think of it. This is her saying this to Vanity Fair. You're saying it publicly. You're not even hiding your craziness. Imagine how much crazier it is when you're not on with, well, like Vanity Fair is a bullshit publication, but like, you know, in New York liberal elite circles, I guess it used to have some credibility. I would say he's my future husband. It never stopped. I'd ask him to twirl for me. I adored him. And then, then she accuses him of sexual like, assault. I, I, like, this is her track record. We're not allowed to include this. The jury will never see it because, you know, equal justice and democracy and stuff like that, I guess. When you binge on, what does she binge on? Law and Order SVU, Food Chocolate. I guess that she's talking about, though, similar cases where people then accused other powerful people years later. Another one. Vanity Fair. In the book, you called yourself a hideous woman, e.g. and Carol. Oh, I was bad. Bad. Vanity Fair. Because you flashed a professor? Question, I guess they ask asking. E.g. and Carol. He was the most popular professor on campus. So adorable. He went on to Washington to become quite a big deal. He was the golden boy. He was in Ballantine Hall lecturing. Ballantine Hall is the largest orient, uh, auditorium on campus at the time. He had the temerity to walk on stage in a trench coat and dark glasses. Open my trench coat wearing a bright yellow bikini and flash that man four, five, six seconds. He could barely stand up. So she did this. This is the person who's accusing my father 30 years after the fact uh, <laughs> of, you know, well, it, the rape was thrown out, but they still say, well, sexual assault. And then my father's defamed for calling her crazy. That, that, that's why he gets sued for calling her crazy. But, you know, again, another thing the jury will never see. Now she continues. Now, if a man did that today to a female professor, I hope that man would be in jail. So put myself on the hideous list. She's literally Democrat projection, right? Uh, he married a friend of mine then. <laughs> Did you feel guilty looking back on that later? No, no. I laughed my ass off about it. It was great. This is who we're up against, and this is the stuff you're not allowed to say. Funded by Nikki Haley and Democrat mega donors. It didn't come up. But it, to take it even further, another thing we likely won't be able to get into details with, with the jury because, you know, they want a pre-baked outcome because this is the People's Republic of America. Here's an important timeline on this insane case. Again, it's a defamation case now. Go back to when the madness all first started. 12.15 p.m. back in June of 2019 on the website The Cut. This Carol story comes out. 
Five hours later, the story was, you know, about Trump that was apparently pre-concocted at some cocktail party of Democrat mega donors and pushed by people like George Conway from the Lincoln Project. Shocking. I'm shocked to hear all this. It's almost like it's all bullshit, folks. Like, unless you're an imbecile, of course it is. Five hours after the story comes out, at 5.15, my father comes out with a statement denying the story. In the five hours between, random people reacting to the story were calling her things like a whore and a liar. Doesn't seem like a stretch, given everything we've seen, but now she wants my father to pay her for other people's mean tweets. Five hours. And all fairness, like, he's got other stuff going on. He's not responding to everything that time, every time someone says something, especially when it's as convoluted as this. But again, when you get a jury that's stacked in a place like New York and everyone's working together, funded well by Democrat megadonors, the truth stops mattering because that's the America we live in today. And her story was so convoluted that, in fact, even New York Times... Okay, not exactly a bastion of conservative thought or beliefs. Even the New York Times fact checkers realized it was bullshit. <laughs> Regarding the dress she was wearing and the year it was made. I know this sounds bizarre, but that's literally what happened. They called her and asked, and they switched. She's, the story, they changed the story to make sure that it could somehow align up with the reality rather than being like, hey, maybe this is bullshit. And this new law, which is allowing this suit to be brought up and passed like 25, 30 years ago, late, was passed just for one year, just so my father could be sued. They literally changed the law in New York to allow her to file a lawsuit, okay? It was beyond the statute of limitations, whatever it was, it wasn't even legal. They changed the law, but they didn't change it forever, because they realized that would be problematic for people to try to defend stuff 30 years later. No, no, they changed it for a short period of time to allow her to file a lawsuit she'd never otherwise be able to file. And then, you know, in a couple months, the law goes back into the void. Think about that. They're changing the laws to allow people to go after their political enemies. When you have a pretty compelling fact set, when you see it's being funded by people who are just simply political enemies, when the fact that this person sounds absolutely insane is given <laughs> total pass on all of that. This stuff is nuts. This stuff is my father. It's, it, it, I can't even figure it out. This stuff my father is banned from talking about in court. He can't show this insanity to the jury because that would make this flagrant political persecution so much harder. By the way, Again, we've discussed it a little bit, just so we're clear. Guess who's funding the lawsuit, okay? Democrat donor Reed Hoffman. That's the guy who founded LinkedIn and made billions of dollars and has funded everyone else. And now, because he realizes Joe Biden, who he used to fund, is also an imbecile, Reed Hoffman is funding Nikki Haley. I know I said it earlier, but you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Meanwhile... Down in Georgia with yet another sham, Fannie Willis, the district attorney down there in Fulton County, is upset that people are attacking her for hiring her lover to prosecute my father. Okay? A lover who's prosecuting a criminal trial who's like basically a divorce attorney and has never done this. 
and in turn was paid $650,000 in taxpayer dollars while taking her on lots of lavish vacations. Think about this. Her whole case is at risk and falling apart. So what's her response? You know what the response is, folks. To play the victim and claim that you can't and shouldn't be allowed to criticize her. She is a black woman. She can't expect it to be perfect. We can just take almost three quarters of a million dollars in taxpayer funds and give it to someone who has no business trying a case, and then I'll sleep with them and go on lavish vacations. That's not like money laundering at all. That's just fine. That's That doesn't put a blight on anyone. That sh- sh- we, She should be forgiven. She's special. Watch and hear it for yourself. We are at a time in history when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do it. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. Believe me, folks, we don't expect anyone to be perfect. Certainly not Fannie Willis, or we don't expect you to save the world. But you're abusing your powers to enrich your lover and ultimately yourself and abuse your office to prosecute Joe Biden's political opponent, who happens to be the leader of your party. The same prosecutors were beating with Joe Biden's White House. I'm sure that's relevant to what's going on in Fog County. I'm sure there wasn't like a setup going on where they're colluding to take out their political rivals. I'm sure that didn't happen when he spent all that time at the White House for no other apparent reason. Facts matter, folks. The rule of law matters. Merit matters. Again, if you think this is going to stop at Trump, you have not been watching. It's sort of how we just expect airplane pilots and air traffic controllers to be chosen based on their skills, not on their race. I couldn't care less what race my pilot is. I'd like them to actually know how to fly a plane. I'd like them to be qualified. I'd like them to be the best pilot, not like, I don't know, maybe average at best. This is a very important issue right now. And frankly, the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion nonsense, really should be called D-I-E, die, because lives are at risk. For example, the Wall Street Journal reported that in 2023, there were 19 serious runway incidents, the most in recent years. This is a major deal. But don't worry, guys. United CEO, United Airlines CEO, Scott Kirby, he's all over it, folks. He's going to fix it. He is making sure your pilots look the right way. Just watch Scott Kirby in action. Military. How is diversity and diversity targets working into the Aviate Academy? We have committed that 50% of the class of, of the classes will be women or people of color. Uh, today, only 19% of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. Can you believe that these people can become CEOs? I mean, it's... And they have your lives in their hands, and they're hiring based on their delinquencies and whatever it may be? Now, now, since those remarks, we've also learned that United CEO also has a bit of a hobby. 
And it's not building model airplanes, folks. It's certainly not flying them, it seems. Take a look for yourself. This is the CEO of United Airlines. Oh yeah, folks. CEO Scott Kirby in drag. Then he preaches the other DEI stuff and you wonder, are you going to fall out of the air anytime you're on an airplane? Ask yourself, do you feel so much safer now knowing that United may be choosing pilots based on race and not skill? Based on if they're trans or not? In all seriousness, guys, this madness is happening everywhere. The FAA, the Federal Aviation Authority, has a new program where they are looking to actively recruit workers, and I quote, with severe intellectual disabilities and psychiatric issues. Severe, not just like, we're okay if they have a little bit of psychiatric issues, but like severe. We're not, we're okay if they have a little bit of intellectual incompetency. No, no, no. we're good with severe at the FAA. Like people who are somehow involved in making sure airplanes don't fall out of the sky or run into the, each other at midair at 600 miles an hour. I mean, <laughs> please tell me I'm being punked. Like, can you finally just be like, okay, if I'm the star of the Truman Show right now, please, can we end this nonsense? Because like, it can't be real. And yet it happens every day. Imagine you're in a hiring meeting and you think to yourself, you know, should I hire the person most qualified or the one with the most severe psychiatric issues? Think about it. I, I, I don't, like, it's not even close. You know, I want someone with severe intellectual disabilities, folks, obviously, right? That's, that's the no-brainer. Again, call me crazy, but if you're flying on planes, you're building planes, you're doing technical work on planes, I think you should actually have to know what you're doing, not be chosen because you have severe intellectual disabilities or psychiatric disabilities. That makes no sense whatsoever. No one's saying that person shouldn't have gainful employment. They just probably shouldn't be in that loop anywhere. But of course, the madness doesn't stop there. Right? We talked about Davos and all these guys, and now the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization, the people who failed us miserably under COVID and seem to be on the dole, you know, on the take, paid for by China. Well, <laughs> they have a new Transgender Health Policy Committee. Transgender Health Policy Committee. Remember, if you're transgender 10 years ago, that was considered mental illness. Now it's, you know, you're above reproach. You are the most protected class probably in the history of the world. You are the most privileged people, certainly in America, and I imagine elsewhere. Probably not so much China, but elsewhere in the free world. But the Transgender Health Policy Committee is mostly staffed by people with zero medical experience that are simply activists. They ha so how do they oversee a policy on health? They have no medical experience. They're just trans activists. That's it. We should put up a picture of that <laughs> if, we, if we have it on hand because it's special. 
We might laugh at some of this nonsense right now, folks. And it is funny, and I try to point it out with humor, but it's going to have very serious consequences. I try to point it out with humor only to drive home the point, but we cannot laugh it off as though it's not happening. Bridges are going to collapse. Planes will crash. Doors are falling off of planes from companies who are pushing these same woke policies. We saw that last week. Bad things will happen when we stop using skills, competency, and such to hire. It's just another reason why becoming and focusing on the parallel economy is so important. We have to support people who share our values, businesses that support our values, because we need to send a message that we're not putting up with this insanity any longer. We are now going to vote with our dollars. We're not just going to continue to abjectly give our hard-earned money to corporations who continue to fund and perpetuate this, who would elevate a lunatic to their CEO and pretend everything is fine. We have to say enough is enough. This mind virus has infected almost all of corporate America, but there are other options. We just also have to take the time and effort to seek them out, to help grow them. We need to stop the madness. A great example of how to do this is from Every Life Diapers, right? Uh, they were uh, you know, an offshoot company of Public Square, which you guys know I talk about, that links people who have those same uh, ideologies, puts them together, uh, now has an online platform, is growing. But when you go somewhere and you're traveling, or if, even if you're at home, you want to find a company, a small business that shares your values, Public Square will do that. Check them out. But they started funding and bought a diaper company, which put out this ad because the other diaper companies out there literally donate a ridiculous amount of money to Planned Parenthood. Instead, we did something different. They put out this ad, Every Life Diapers did, on the importance of of making babies and supporting life. Check out this commercial. So should we have policies that penalize people for having extra kids in the developed world? This is all about increasing their power, imposing their vision, and their vision is population control. I also had my first abortion at the Seattle Planned Parenthood. Uh, population control, there's too many people on the planet. child on the face of the earth is unique and distinct and precious. Our potential is our children. Children are our future. Before the cities and governments, there were families. And the family is the most important institution in the world. We can vote with our dollars and we can make a huge impact, folks. It's why we also need to call out this push for so-called central bank digital currency. I talked about it with Vivek on Thursday. If you didn't see the episode, go back and watch it. Creating a digital dollar, but only making it that much easier for the government to censor speech, 
take out control of your banking. Remember like up in Canada, the truckers who peacefully protested and were lambasted and their banks shut them off. Imagine the government could just turn off your wallet, just leave you stranded. You've been watching what's going on in places like Canada and the UK and where they throw you in jail for two years for misgendering a lunatic. You don't think they would use that against you? We can't ever let this stuff happen. And my father made that very clear to New Hampshire voters the other day. Check this one out because this one's a big one and it should be a big one with libertarians, but we cannot give a government who has shown that it's willing to tread all over our rights, who has shown that our freedoms do not matter. We cannot give them the power to turn us off. We need to do the opposite and combat that. Check it out. And tonight, I'm also making another promise to protect Americans from government tyranny. As your president, I will never allow the creation of a central bank digital currency. You know about that? Well, guys, I want to end on what's probably one of the weirdest stories out there right now. Um, over three years ago, alleged pipe bombs. We've, do- we've talked about this one with Darren Beatty over at Revolver News quite a bit, but Alleged pipe bombs were discovered at Capitol Hill. You'd think that would be a big deal. They were discovered on the outside of the DNC. And the other was right outside the RNC. In all this time, the FBI has not announced one single suspect. They don't even talk about it anymore. Like, they should be looking for the guy that wanted to perpetrate democracy. It's almost like they set up J6 and they got what they wanted from a couple people who pushed into the building. Here are some facts about the case. The FBI initially said that the pipe bombs were viable and could explode. And then later it was discovered that the pipe bombs were actually inoperable. They were inert. It's almost like it was a prop, folks. Why did the FBI lie about that? That's something you could figure out in about two seconds with a bomb tech. The same bomb tech that would have probably removed it from the spot. Why did they say they were viable when they weren't? Here's another fact. The alleged perpetrator is seen on security camera footage using their cell phone. The FBI uses geofence warrants all the time to find out who in a certain area used their cell phone. Huh. Why have they not been able to drill down on who this person is? I wonder, it's almost as though it was them. It's almost like the same FBI, like Chris Ray said the other day, we can't release the video evidence inside the Capitol because it would expose too many of our undercover agents. Wait, wait, you mean the same agents that were armed and in January 6th didn't act against an unarmed group of insurrectionists? It's almost like they were part of it. It's almost like rather than try to stop it, they were trying to encourage it. It's almost like all these facts combined are the most obvious setup in the history of our republic. Well, finally, guys, The newest facts about the case that we've learned, one of the pipe bombs, the one used outside the DNC, was discovered by a plainclothes Capitol police officer. Huh. Kamala Harris was was in the DNC at the time with her Secret Service detail. We have video of Secret Service's reaction after they were told about the pipe bomb. It's very strange. Pay attention to how calm... All the agents are. I've had a Secret Service detail, folks. There is nothing that they don't do. I'd go to friends' ranches in the middle of nowhere with threats, and they'd spend three days making sure these things were swept. Okay? 
This was someone who was going to be vice president. This was someone who was a sitting senator, not just the son, okay? A much larger detail. Strange. They're this calm that a pipe bomb was in yards. It was within 15 yards of this person. Kid walks right near it. No one runs out to stop the kid from coming. It does just, it's fine. No big deal. It's almost like they too figured out it was inert. Watch for yourself. Hey, guys, uh, I still don't understand what the story is with these pipe bombs. I hope who's ever responsible is brought to justice, but it does not seem like that's ever going to happen. It does not seem like anyone's making an effort to actually figure it out. When some of the most powerful people in America were under direct threat and both political parties were attacked, you'd think that'd be a focus on the FBI. But apparently they are still far too busy trying to lock up concerned mothers at PTA meetings for asking about the indoctrination of children or, you know, those radical extreme people who are just practicing Catholics being practicing Catholics. That's the FBI's focus. Incidents like these pipe bombs were used by the government to target a political opposition. If they didn't get what they wanted from J6, they had their backup plan. It was right there with an inert bomb outside the DNC and the RNC. The Judiciary Committee recently revealed that documents show that, and I quote, the federal government flagged terms like MAGA, you know, make America great again. I know that's so extreme. And Trump for financial institutions. If Americans used these phrases when completing transactions, they were flagged. Individuals who shopped at stores like Cabela's or Dick's Sporting Goods or purchased religious texts like the Bible may have also had their transactions flagged. All of that is literally a quote from Congress. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You, you bought a Bible, you're going to be flagged? Meanwhile, you know, pipe bomb outside the DNC. It's, I, literally, is there another plausible answer to all of these things than it was a setup? Is there? I mean, seriously. If you could take away all the political bias, if you could take away that mindset, if you could take away the facts that, you know, hey, the liberals wanted this to happen, they were thrilled that it happened so that they could abuse their power and take power, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you took all that away, could you ever show this to a truly unbiased individual and come up with any other plausible explanation that it was all a setup? I mean, what the hell, man? These people need to be fired. They need to be criminally charged for this. This is clearly unconstitutional, but it didn't matter. And of course, the banks folded again. It's why we need to focus on building a parallel economy for freedom-loving conservatives. Stop giving your money away to these people. Stop banking with them. Find the option that allows you to have your freedom because you're not getting it right now. As I've said repeatedly, the left always projects. They attack us and say that Democrats care about the rule of law while they monitor whether people buy Bibles or shop at Cabela's. That's not freedom. That's not democracy. But that doesn't matter to them. These left-wing lunatics aren't even hiding 
what they're doing. A new piece from the Wall Street Journal editorial board explains it in great detail by laying out the agenda of piece of garbage, bull Schiff, you know, Adam Schiff, pencil neck, shifty Adam Schiff, Adam bull Schiff, Adam full of Schiff, who is likely to be the next senator from California. The Democrats, as led by Adam Schiff, want to get rid of the filibuster, establish a national right to abortion, trample the Second Amendment, stack the Supreme Court, right? Add four seats to the Supreme Court just so they can change the ratio in their favor. Get rid of the filibuster so they can win anything with a 50.0001% vote. Federalize elections to legalize ballot harvesting nationwide and so much more. All under the magical banner of defending democracy. It's like democracy is anything but everything they want to do. But this is what he's saying. They're not even hiding from it. This is from the Wall Street Journal editorial board. That's not even conservative. They're just saying like, holy crap, like this is going to end really badly. They want to infringe on everything. They want one party universal power with no checks and balances. And that's what they're going to get if we don't wake up. We need to fix this country soon, folks. We don't have much longer. New Hampshire, the country is counting on you tomorrow. Get out there, do the right thing. Let's end this nonsense once and for all. So guys, uh, that's my rant for the day. <laughs> that's, that's a long one, but uh, we needed to go through all of these things because that's what's at stake. It's so important. So I need you guys to also help be part of this fight. If you're watching this, like, share, subscribe. Remember, I'm only on on Mondays and Thursdays, so you know, download the Rumble app, put on notifications that I'm going live so you don't miss it. Get If you're on Spotify or iTunes podcasts, like I'm over there too. Download it there, watch it there, share that with your friends. Let's help get this message out there. I also need you to like it. Again, I'm watching. I don't see the same amount of likes as the number of people wa you know, watching, so do that. If you're in New Hampshire... Go to nh.donaldjtrump.com so you can learn how you can vote tomorrow in the primary. nh, like New Hampshire, .donaldjtrump.com to learn how to do more there. And we can end this farce where Democrats are going to be voting in a Republican primary. Let's go win this thing. Let's send a message. And guys, make sure to check out our great sponsors. Just like we're talking about here in the end, we need to focus on that parallel economy. We need to stop funding the people who would oversee our demise by giving it to woke corporate. Check out the great folks at My Patriot Supply. And this actually is just about preparedness, a big nature of conservatism, right? Take care of yourself, be healthy, be like, be prepared for whatever they throw at you, okay? It's a big deal. And in times of crisis, it's getting worse. They have a great emergency food kit to take care of your family's food security if the world goes to crap. And it looks like daily that it's getting there. The meals last up to 25 years, so if you buy it now, it's not going bad in six months. You can have it for a long time, and at the rate we're going, you're going to probably need it in that amount of time. So visit preparewithdonjr.com, P-R-E-P-A-R-E-W-I-T-H, Don Jr., D-O-N-J-R.com. You'll get $60 off their emergency four-week emergency food kit, and at this low price, you can get one for everyone in your family. Visit preparewithdonjr.com. Okay, when you order by 3 p.m., you'll get same-day shipping, so you can be ready very quickly. But be prepared. Go to preparewithdonjr.com before the chaos gets even worse. And guys, 
Don't forget about Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We got to support the companies who support us. And these guys are out there literally fighting school board battles so that your children are not indoctrinated by a lunatic trans activist. That's a big deal. They give you dependable wireless service at an affordable price, same as the big guys. The difference is, unlike, say, AT&T's parent company, who tried to cancel OAN and Newsmax, they share your values. They're out there fighting. You can keep your phone number. You can keep your existing phone. That's a big deal. You get free activation. There's literally no reason not to switch, okay? You can keep funding the woke telecom that wants to put your money and will, has shown that they will, sacrifice profitability or fund those causes that hate you, or you can do it with a company that shares your values, is in the fight with you. I know them. They're great people. Again, go to patriotmobile.com slash triggered. Patriotmobile.com slash triggered. Free activation. You keep your phone. You keep your number. There's no reason to do it. We need a vote with our wallets, and you can start by doing that immediately. So get out there, guys. Check it out. Uh, we'll have some fun. Uh, we've had some fun today, frankly, in New Hampshire. And uh, let's go win this thing. Get out there, vote, stay engaged. I will see you guys soon.